Contrasting fortunes for Lanarkshire rivals with North's Hamilton Academical relegated from the Championship by the South's Adrianians. While Albion Rovers went down to the Lowland League, the Spartans became the fourth club in a row to be promoted to the SPFL following Bonnie Rig Rose, Cove Rangers and Kelty Hearts. At the top of the table, Aberdeen have nearly secured European football until Christmas, whereas last year's European challengers, Dundee United, are all but down. In England, Sheffield Wednesday on Thursday came back from 4-0 down to win on penalties to set up a date with Barnsley in a Yorkshire yoking for a place in the second tier, whereas Stockport are looking to do back-to-back promotions with Carlisle, the last team to overtake en route to League One. I'm your host, Jamie Guy, and today I'm joined by Mike and Sheila. Mike, how you doing? Yes, I'm dandy. Jamie, how's yourself? Ah, superb. I'm very good, mate. Thank you. Sheila, how you doing? I'm also very good, mate. I feel like I, I know more about Aberdeen than I did on Fairmont these days. Yeah, so, brilliant. Yeah. That's the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> you following a big team. It's only taken me 29 years, but we got there eventually. Um, but we'll start with Manchester City becoming the fifth different team to win the English top flight in three consecutive seasons following on from Huddersfield Town, Arsenal, Liverpool and Man United have done it twice. Coronation year! Manchester City, the kings of English football again! Uh, It was the scenes on... Saturday or Sunday or whatever day it was, they've all morphed, uh, morphed into one. Um, but yeah, Manchester City being handed the trophy, we already knew they had won it. Um, no real surprises. And uh, they went out with a fairly comfortable uh, victory against against Chelsea, having already sewn up the, the title. The title was already sewn up um, due to the favour that Forrest stunned them on Saturday evening, uh, where they ran out 1-0 winners against Arsenal. Now Erdegaard has given it away to Gibbs-White. Awane has made a move out to his right, Danilo to his left. It's Awane! It's 1-0! Arsenal's pain is Nottingham Forest's pleasure! Because frozen in time, that goal keeps them up. Incredible scenes uh, at the Forest Ground at the weekend. Mike, we chatted through our predictions for this one. I said I fancied Forest to wrap it up uh, on Saturday evening, and they they did duly that. Um, I think hard to be too critical on Arsenal in the grand scheme of things. It was quite it's quite clear that. Uh, for them, their season's over, and, and it looked like that during the game. But uh, for Forrest, I tell you, they've had, what did we say, 426 signings this season, something like that. A couple of them had to work out, and the two guys involved in that goal, Morgan Gibbs-White and uh, Awani, are, are probably their best two signings by by a long way this season. Yeah, Awani, especially in the last few uh, weeks, has really uh, kick-started his campaign. At the right time, obviously, to lift Forest uh, out of the, the depth of relegation. <clears throat> I think it's tremendous what uh, Cooper's done over the last, really, since his arrival a couple of years ago, and the fact that this team is rooted to the bottom of the championship table when he took over, and he's lifted them all the way up to Premier League survival, and it's it's outstanding. And they needed a big churn of players because this was barely a decent enough championship team. And he's turned into a, a Premier League team with a solid base now that he can work from, and he knows 
who he's got to get out of the club like Jesse Lingard, who's going to be one of them that probably leave the next door very quickly. But he, he now knows what this team can, can be and what it needs to be to go one further and it's be comfortable in the in Premier League next season. So I think you've got to take your hats off to what Cooper's done and through difficult circumstances from external pressures more so than anything. I know he's been backed internally with new contracts and the, the board's always stood by him and it shows you that it's paid off this time around rather than maybe the chopping and changing at the foot of the table that some of the other teams done. See, if you've got a clear belief in what the man's doing, then you stick by him and if he takes you down, well, so be it. But at least you can really stick by your principles and say, you're trying to do the right thing and it just didn't come off and Forrest have been rewarded for it this time. Yeah, considering his job was on the line seven games in, it's quite remarkable to think where they've come. And it's been a bit of an up and down season because I remember there was a point we said we thought Forrest were fine, sort of January time and they, they got to drive back into it. But you're absolutely right. Miraculous job. I mean, in the notes, we say, you know, it says... On September the 21st, 2021, Forrest were bottom of the championship, which is uh, within the life cycle of this podcast, which is uh, quite remarkable to think that that's how recently in time they were bottom of the championship was when we were talking on this show. So, um, yeah, interesting to see a team stick by their manager um, and it pay off. And Sheila, really the home form's been the the catalyst for them as it often is for teams that need to stay up in their first season and they'll probably look to to build on that next year and as as Mike says shoe out shoe out force out shoe yeah shoe not so not s-h-o-e the other shoe like shoe shoe out some of the players they don't want uh uh Lingard the other one I had my was John Joe Shelby as well who oh, Christ, uh, they uh, they would. got we, yeah, Chris Wood. We thought John Joe Shelby was an all right signing, but he just kind of seemed to get in the way of Gibbs White. Uh, I just forgot he was there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of boys in Forest, you could say that, but true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sheila, they'll they, they you know that I don't I can't, don't really know what I'm asking you, right? They they stayed no, up because they're good at home and they've got some boys. Yeah, I um just like a lot of teams in the Premier League, they do have like elements of quality. Um that you know they will have their moments in games where they can they can take it to the opposition. But as you quite rightly say, they've they've made their ground a, a bit of a fortress, um, and it's not something that you know the the teams below them can say. And that's why you know they've they've survived a game to spare, and you know the league less than ever, and are on a three way shout to get that the last place of safety. But um, no, again, it just it just goes to show you, you know. Chopping shit in the bed and changing your manager because you know you you're a little bit closer to the bottom end of the table than you would like, or even when it comes to the likes of you know Southampton, they basically binned Hasenhutl because they just thought it had kind of fizzled out, um, and it just you know sort of their chickens have all come home to roost at once. Uh, Leicester the same, like you know I don't think. But they still be in a relegation fight. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about it. But I definitely know they wouldn't have put in that kind of performance against against Newcastle. Some of the stats were mind boggling, and Leeds have went to, for from Marcelo Bielsa to to Sam Allardyce, uh, gravy ball. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so whether with like four games to go, so I uh, just go. I just just goes to show sometimes if you've you've got to you got to back back the boy that's brought you to the dance in the first place and you know you never know what could what could happen well it, it, forest's home record puts is 10th in the league 30 points at home 
Um, and I think they've only got what 37, so that's quite impressive. Um, you know, above Wolves, Fulham, West Ham, Chelsea, uh, but the bottom three for home form are Southampton, Leicester, and Everton lead 16th. So, um, it, that is definitely what saved them because if they had a home form, anything like the teams in and around them, they'd be long gone. Um, and it does seem to. It, uh, you know, it does seem to be a good old-fashioned ground with a good atmosphere. Um, we joked last <laughs> we joked last season when uh, Brendan Rodgers said, "Oh, Cara Road, three o'clock on a Saturday when the sun's shining, difficult place to come." And in then what sounds like the least difficult place to go, but um, <laughs> it's, it seems like uh, the Forest Ground has genuinely been a difficult place to go for most teams um, this season. The team that looks set to stay. Up with Forrest in the top flight is the team sticking by <laughs> is the team sticking by their side with a late equaliser for Everton. She's just not good enough. Graham looking for Tarkovsky. It's spilled. Keane is in there. There's the answer they needed. And that is the goal they craved. And it's Gary Mina who scores it for Everton. Is there anything more Sean Dyche than Tarkovsky to Keane to Yeri Mina to score a 99th minute equaliser? <laughs> uh, he was he was absolutely buzzing about that. They've played that same cross because they scored with it against Arsenal in his first game with the back post to Tarkovsky and they do it every time and um, paid off again. But what a vital point that is for Everton, Mike, that... Um, very much puts it in their hands and and really all they need is a is a point, is it? Uh Leicester 18 goal difference, they're 24. So no, potentially not. They might need to win. Yeah, and they've got Bournemouth at home, which I know you said their their home form is pretty wretched at the moment, but you consider Bournemouth's got he ought to play for. Now I'm not even sure if Bournemouth can even move up the table. Uh, if that's even possible, you'd be able to. Uh, they up. could actually move up to. They could. They could leapfrog both West Ham and Wolves to thirteenth. Well, there you go. They've got an incentive, I suppose, for extra bonus money. But outside of that, uh, their job's already been done with uh, survival weeks ago now. And I think Everton have got. If you, I think we maybe said this last week or a couple weeks before that. If there's a team that can grind out results that are necessary to keep on in the division. It's going to be Deitch at the moment, and I think that's what's going to come. They've managed to do tremendously well at Wolves there, and get get the point that they need to kind of push them towards safety. And I think that's that's really what's going to keep them in the division because Deitch knows how to be very difficult to beat. And I think the next manager that we'll talk about is um, a bit of yesterday's man, anyway. <laughs> well, um, let, let's just do that straight away then. So while the modern day. Sam Allardyce is edging towards safety. Yesterday's man is very much taking his team towards the brink. Obama wedding in the middle. Might be a chance for him here. It's brilliant build-up. It's a fabulous finish as well. And that might just finish off Leeds United. I tell you what, it wasn't fabulous build-up at all. It was fucking... Dreadful defending is what it is. <laughs> them to get past two players on the line. Uh, Sheila, we were quite excited about the Big Sam experiment, so to say, and the the £2 million bonus that he could potentially see himself uh, get had he kept his team up. But it's not looking great. They, you know, they took the early lead against 
um, West Ham and then were dreadful thereafter. And they've really, really left it all to do. They need a favour from both Leicester and Everton if they're going to stay up. So it doesn't look like Big Sam is going to get his bonus. No, I mean, you know, still half a mil for, for four games is, is no bad going, you know. Uh, but, um, no, I think they've, it's not even to say that, you know, Big Sam couldn't have kept them up really had they, had they brought him in earlier. But four games to go, I mean, you know, not everybody's Jim Leishman, you know. So we can that can that can that can have that sort of impact in such a, a short space of time. And granted, like, I think his first game was against Man City, so we were still you know chasing at that point. So you can basically write that one off as a, from a kickoff. But um, I, again, we could we can talk about like uh, maybe getting ahead of myself here, but you saying that one of the boys at work you like, it was on Sky Sports News, he's the manager of the season candidates. Like, May as well just rename that blokes that have kept their job for like the duration <laughs> of the season because everyone else has been sacked. Um, well, Gary O'Neill must be in with a shout, is he? He he only came yeah, in. Yeah, no, in no, true, fair enough. And Deserbe as well. So there's yeah. like two of the candidates or the nominees haven't even been there a full season, um, which just goes to show the sort of the, the Russian roulette nature of the Premier League. But no, I think <laughs> I don't think Big Sam will lose any sleep if Leeds go down, which which kind of tells you everything you need to know about the situation. That he probably was just there in for a payday, and then if if he survive, if they survives, then then great, brilliant, another two million in the bank, and I can just re retire. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think he. I think even he thought he was retired. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. yeah. It must have been a surprising phone call. Surely, um, this surely the big Sam Claxon isn't going off again. Oh after yeah, this. surely sure, like, that's again, it. like last what was it West Brom? That was two, where, two uh, West, ago. Yeah. West Brom, and then that was the first time he'd ever been relegated. And obviously, this is he's on the brink of number two. So, you know, probably that that myth can can finally die. Um, it's a shame. It's a bit like Undertaker at WrestleMania, isn't it? You kind yeah, of should just kind of, just left. Kind of, kind of, yeah. He should have probably just not take that West Brom job. Yeah, um, but I uh, it's, it's just one of them. But it's it's just funny that uh, you know, sort of Roy Hodgson and Neil Warnock are still still cutting about and doing doing bits, doing doing the jobs that they're kind of there to do. Whereas relegation firefighter Sam Allardyce is, is probably that's it done. And no one's going to give him a no one's going to have a job as like a long term project. Well, I, I, the, my game I just had tonight. Uh, the assistant is a Leeds fan, and uh, he's a Leeds fan, and he also follows Dundee United. So it's a pretty rough season. Ooh, for him. Ooh, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a rough one. Uh, but he he said he'd resigned himself to relegation. Now he just hopes Big Sam does leave. And he said he said when Big Sam got the job. He was always worried that worst case scenario was we got relegated and kept Big Sam. He said, if we stayed up and kept Big Sam, that's fine because we've stayed up and he'd be gone by September. We can get somebody else in anyway. But going down and keeping Big Sam would be an absolute disaster. And I don't, I don't know. There's a bit of me that wonders whether that is, thinks that could be a possibility, um, given the dearth of sort of managerial candidates and Big Sam's ability to sell himself that, that he might convince them. And it has been, I think, to be fair to Big Sam, it is a pretty thankless task. Four games to go. Oh, well, you say thankless. That... Like, if he does it, that's two million. That's, that's well, a pretty yeah. big thank you. That's yeah. you know, how they describe it as thankless. You know, 
but that's the thing. Like he, I don't think he has even even with that, you know, that big big incentive. He he doesn't really have much skin in the race, and there therein lies the problem. Mm. Um, he clearly clearly thinks a lot of himself. Whether that's just attracted to detract from you know the players being under the microscope when he's got I know just as much as Pep and blah 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 it's like yeah but Pep's like at the top of the table you're you're no so <laughs> I never I never been anywhere near it really so um I, I think that's that's part of the problem if you if you're getting a manager in to, to firefight um as such like Kenny what Kenny what Palace did they got they got in Hodgson who you know, clearly has a, an affinity for club. He's a, he's a supporter, if I'm if I'm right. So it it just it does help to have a guy. I know I mentioned him earlier, Jim Leishman, when he was brought into firefight for Dunfermline. He does have a like skin in the race. He wants the club to stay up. Whereas well, like some, Barry Robson, well, Aberdeen, Barry Robson, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't even necessarily be for for relegation. You just need to yeah. have a guy who wants the team to do well. Um. So you're getting in, getting in big Sam four games to go. I, I don't think he would lose one wink of sleep whether Leeds get relegated or not, and I think that's really no. And he probably looked at the two million quid like a lottery. Like if I get it, yeah, million, like if I get it, I've then got half a mil, and I'll go back to Talk Sport and the no tippy tappy bullshit podcast that he does. That I'm sure makes him a few quid. Um, yeah, it's. I wonder. I wonder if this season we, we've we've spoken before that this season's been crazy for the amount of managerial changes. Now, when it comes to the end of season quiz, and I ask you who was first to go, and it's going to take a a long, long winded think back to Oof. who the was it. Tuchel? was it Tuchel? I'll go. I think, Tuchel. I think it was the two went the same weekend. I think Tuchel and maybe Parker went the same. Yeah, the, uh, Parker, Parker yeah, that went was, to his own accord there. Yeah, I think two. I think two well, Tuchel technically went of his own accord as well. But well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I think there was two went the same day and Tuchel was one of them. It was like seven, six, seven games in. But um yeah, just given there's been so many changes and you know, the teams that have survived largely are, you know, you've got Bournemouth and Forest, who are two teams that have stuck by guys in, in difficult times and and then you've got Leeds who have changed twice, Leicester who have changed. I still forget Dean Smith's Leicester manager. Um, Southampton have changed twice. And whether whether next season the guys coming up, them more of them might stick with their with their managers rather than changing quite so readily, because it doesn't it really doesn't appear to be working. And even the teams that have changed and it has sort of worked here, your Wolves, your Palace, um, Everton, if they stay up, but particularly Palace, you know, they've now got to go back to the drawing board for next season, you'd imagine, because keep Roy, keep Roy, keep Roy, keep Roy forever. So, uh, and Wolves are now looking, now looks like Lopetegui's going to leave Wolves in the summer, so then they're back to the drawing board as well. Yeah, but uh, with with Palace, well, I think we can predict that this would happen anyway because they're. Their run of games up until Vieira's being let go was horrendous, and then they've played like ten. Well, not not quite ten, but um. Well, having said that, like Tottenham before this run of games were flirting with the top four. Now they're be lucky to make Europe. Um, they've been in amongst that run, so yeah, I think we kind of all predicted that the run of games would was more favourable mm. towards Palace, so they were definitely going to, you know finish roughly where they are now. Um, it's just been just it's just been 
like the performance. Would you have anything that that performance sort of has improved? Potentially yeah. backs up sticking with the manager, or or exactly. Yeah, or the it's the or one changing, example where it's worked. Deciding to, yeah. deciding to change at the at the right time. Mm. Um, right again, as I say, like four four games to go is not really, not not really. It doesn't matter who who's the manager is. Really, that's not a lot of time to to get in there and change anything much. No, can't change anything in four weeks. Not when you're no, playing like Man City and, in two try days. And, yeah. yeah, try and motivate the players, but that's pretty much it. Well, he found a fiver on the touchline, didn't he? So um, maybe you can we'll offer that five, to one of the players. Five hundred thousand and five. Yeah, much to the amusement of every clickbait news producer out there. Um, and the last team in the relegation uh, battle looking to stay up were the Foxes um, as they seen out a dismal 0-0 draw um, at the weekend which I had looked out a clip for and appear to have closed it by mistake. So, <laughs> no Newcastle nil, Leicester City nil uh, clip. Um, Leicester first, and then we'll sort of segue into teams that have done slightly better. But, uh, yeah, Leicester, Mike, on the brink, they need a win, they need a favour, I suppose they need a win and they could rely on Everton not winning as opposed to Leeds who need Everton to lose. Um, but it feels remarkable. I, I still find it a bit mental that they're going to go down. We genuinely gave Kieran a really hard time in the prediction show for seeing mm. Leicester to go down because it seemed like such a ludicrous suggestion at the time. And um, that team on paper is, is you know, it's right up there with West Ham in two thousand and three was it the two good the, the original kind of too good to go down team um and and getting rid of Rogers just looks more and more silly now as well because Dean Smith I keep forgetting he's there he's done so little yeah um it's, it's struggling to really think of why the boards made that kind of move I know it's desperation and such but it's like you know Rogers at least has a game plan that could get you it's a bit like a bit of a longer term Sam Ardice. It's like you're just getting rid of a boy to hopefully get a bounce out of it. It's not really working. Like Dean Smith's a perfectly fine manager, and if they do keep him on for the championship, I suppose Leicester with a bit of retooling could easily be back in the Premier League in a season's time. But it just it just seemed like a strange move at the time. And like you said, the the quality that that team does possess, and it's got deficiencies, of course. That's why they're down there, but. I suppose when you're asking them to beat West Ham at home in the last day of the season to stay in the division, potentially, it's not the worst outcome and they've got a, a Europa Conference final coming up. So I think they do have a decent chance, but it's a big ask and they've not helped themselves get into this position. But I suppose going up to St James's Park, even though Newcastle only need a point for Champions League football, is something to hang your hat on because that has been a difficult place to go for many teams this season. So... There is maybe signs of it, but the fact that they've left it this late and are still asking for a favour to keep them in the division, I th- it could be it could be a big ask to, to see them. And if they go down, then they've really got to cut their cloth accordingly because they'll be up against the financial fair play for the EFL, never mind the Premier League. And then, like you think, Madison's no stickering for a championship season, is he? No, there'll be a there'll be a fair few names and there'll be all the quality names. That would definitely get uh, poached by Premier League teams. 
Uh, I mean, Telemans goes in for a, goes for a three as well. So effectively, that's most of your midfield anyway. Um, already gone. Well, if you, if you look at that, sorry, two as well. Yeah, if you look at that team that started even just the game against Leicester, so Madison didn't start. We've already mentioned him. He'll be away. Jamie Vardy will probably retire. Can't imagine him wanting to play a season in the Championship now. Vardy may play a season in the Championship just for old time's sake. <laughs> Ian Acho, I suspect he'll be away. Uh, a newly promoted team at the at worst would probably be keen to pick him up. Um, Tielemans is going to go in a free. Ndidi will go. Somebody will pick up Ndidi. Still a quality player. Castagna surely goes. Harry Suter's not long joined, but has been reasonably impressive. Um, maybe stays around. Johnny Evans probably stays around. Vout Fast probably stays around. And Thomas probably stays around. But then they've been shit defensively, so not exactly buzzing that you get to keep your back five. And then Everson and goals, um, or Danny Ward. It's uh, pretty, yeah, pretty terrible... Um, Potential there um, for them, and and the guy they signed the guy Teddy in January. And was it his debut? He looked absolutely yeah. electric. Yeah, looked electric. Everybody was like, "This guy, this guy's going to save them," and he's hardly kicked a ball since. Um, which is a strange one. The, the, the start, the stats against Newcastle are, are probably mental. I mean, this is a team that, like, when Rogers was in charge, you knew that they would have a decent decent share of possession they could kind of keep the ball up there with the best of them and then away to Newcastle which is a hard game and they have 17% possession <laughs> that's mental I don't even <laughs> that's crazy like, I mean, it's hard to even think what that looks like isn't it 17%. nah like nah like, absolutely not and then um, expected the, the, goals zero expected assists 0.01 uh, I think that ball possession 17 no shots on target no, no shots at all actually they, had, they did. They did have one Sheila. That so I think that screenshot you're looking at was at 90 minutes. Ah, right. Well, uh, even then, Timothy, 90, yeah. <laughs> 90, 90 minutes of football. Um, I because obviously Pope made a made a save. Save Castagna right minute. Yeah. But up until that point, no shots, no none whatsoever, no corners, nothing. I I was furious, like just like as a wait. Like, obviously, me, me and Mike and Jamie, like maybe less so, but we've we've experienced our fair share of relegation dogfights. Mm. And see if like the pars went away to or away from home, where like you know if they win the game, then it's in the, that's in our hands, and they didn't even manage a shot on goal, didn't even manage like above twenty percent possession. That'd be fucking livid, you know. There'd be riots. Well, there might not be riots, but but I feel like there should there should be riots because that's that's really just just not good enough. Again, I know that Newcastle's a difficult team, and you know points a point, but if you win that game. Then you know the momentum's with you. All of a sudden, Everton need a favour from whoever whoever Leicester are playing West Ham, rather than the other way around. So, especially considering the fact that you know they already knew that Everton had drawn that game, so a they had the, the initiative. Yeah. Um, or a win would give them the initiative. So I was fucking raging on behalf of Leicester fans. That was pish. That it is mental to think a win a win take, would have taken them out of the relegation zone and their only shot in the entire game was in the 92nd minute from their only corner in the entire game. And if you're Gary Neville as well, they only con- they only conceded five fouls. He, he, he'd have been absolutely furious. He'd have wanted Hannibal to come on and just run around and kick a few folk just to get them going. Um, yeah. But like their passes, pass stats as well. Uh, Newcastle, 702 passes, 628 accurate, 89% accuracy. 
Leicester, 209 passes, 123 accurate, 59% accuracy. Like that's horrendous. That 50% yeah. accuracy. Long balls, 17, 27% accuracy. Crosses, 1, 20%. Like that's. But this that's is this awful. is still this is still a at least through like in terms of personnel, this is still a Brendan Rogers team. How the fuck does the likes of Tillerman's Madison Barnes, Ianacho, all of them? Well, Barnes and having, Madison didn't play, so that's yeah. I, well, again, which is which which raises eyebrows in itself, but yeah. like for this Leicester side who you know are were capable of at the very least having a decent share of the ball to to go to that. Is um, it's just it's, I mean again I'll use Dougal as an example. It's so difficult to to try and cling on for a point for one game and then try and you know go on the attack for the for the next game. Mm. You kind of have to put all your eggs in one basket. You're either a defensive team that try and sneak a sneak a winner when you can, a la Sean Dyche, or you know try and score your way out of trouble, a la Nottingham Forest. So you can't can't be Neither really, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, exactly what Leicester have turned into. And Leicester have all the hallmarks of a team that get relegated and disappeared as well, you know. As it, re- uh, it reminds me more of when Newcastle went down the first time when Shearer took over for like the last whatever mm. half dozen games and they still had good players but were just totally bogging all over the place. And it just, just, I mean, just ended up running out. Is that when they, is that when? No, that wasn't Benitez because he took them down and came back. No, up, didn't he? So it wasn't Benitez. No, it must sorry, have been Big Sam. No, 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 no. Was it? Um, they had Big I thought Sam. Big Sam maybe maybe slightly up. after that. No, no. Shira got them relegated, and then Hutton, 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 bring them up. Yeah, because they played. That was when they played in like the yellow, the yellow stripes. Newcastle, right? Alan Shearer was two thousand nine. Uh, so Big Sam was 2008, was he not? I think so. Um, but I remember they had, uh, there was no the, the kind of birth of Andy Carroll. Was there, uh, it was Hewton. Uh, it was Chris Hewton. Yeah, Chris Hewton took them up. But like, they still had like Damien Duff and, and Kevin Nolan was still oh, around. Uh, Andy Carroll and Kevin Nolan got uh, 17 goals each last season. Yeah, but this the season like, before when it's... Jonas Gutierrez, mind him. They still had they still had some decent players like the Joy first Barton. time when Shira Shira was trying to take over and first well, a great team manager. How did this exactly. team go down? Polacini <laughs> was all right. Jose Enrique was all right. Kevin Nolan was all right. Joey Barton was all right. Wayne Routledge, Peter Lovenkrantz, Danny Simpson. Uh, yeah, now, you, now you can see the see the sort of the parallels yeah. with with this Leicester side where there are some quality players there. But Niall Ranger. Just oh yeah, like I say with quality <laughs> players there, and also Nile Ranger. <laughs> yeah. But I think they had like the Ami Obi, the both the Ami Obi. they had Shola. They had Shola. Leon Best, Andy Carroll, Lua Lua. Oh, the manager says uh, the manager through lines mental because it was Allardyce from May two thousand seventeen, January two thousand eight, Kevin Keegan um, for two thousand eight to September. And you had Joe Kinnear for 2008 to April 2009. Then you had Alan Shearer. Uh, Joe Kinnear, man. Hutton is, Hutton is then from at points, and then Shearer. As, for some reason, Chris Hutton was the interim, and Joe Kinnear was the manager. 
uh, acting in the regular manager's absence when Kinnear was returned from surgery. All right, so just a basket case of a club at that point as well. And then you had Joe, Joe, did, did Joe Kinnear know, like, try to Johan Kabai, but he called him like Johan Kabai. Johan Kabai, we didn't even know that he was the director. Was it really like the director of football or something at that point? Like, yeah, just science and stuff. <laughs> he even pronounced half the players' names. Mad, absolutely, absolutely mad. No, in fact, that's even worse because he was Newcastle United manager 2008 2009. And four years later, they came back to be the director yeah. of football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this worked well the first time. <laughs> <laughs> there's some uh, there's some other decent names in this squad as well. You've got uh, uh, James Tavernier was in the full squad for that oh, season, yeah. as in the Rangers. James Tavernier, uh, Patrick Van Aanholt had been on loan and went back to Chelsea. I didn't even realise he started at Chelsea. They had uh, Jeremy went down with them and he left for Turkey. Fraser Foster, uh, Forster, sorry, was sent out on loan to Norwich. But if you come, super interesting. Well, I say super interesting. Uh, <laughs> You come to their under 18s though, which current Newcastle legend who has just helped them qualify for the Champions League was in their under 18 squad? Paul Dummett. Paul Dummett. (laughs) Big Paul Dummett. Paul Dummett. I don't care. (laughs) Paul Dummett. Paul Dummett, 17 year old Paul Dummett, watching his his boyhood club get relegated and now look at him in a Champions League. I think he spends the majority of his time. In St James's Park, just just hiding. They can't release me if they can't find me. So I'm just constantly on the run. Well, I'm what not going to get a game. What if they don't know who I am? They've just so got just no idea just, who I am. Just keep running about, hiding in the rafters like Sting and WCW. Just <laughs> <laughs> Sting, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sammy Amiobi was in the under 18 squad as well Sheila that's where, they, couldn't have, couldn't have that's where the other Amiobi was but oh man that's absolutely sensational quite weird looking at uh, some of the boys here that didn't quite make it Jack Almwick who's he at now Cardiff he was a, he was their goalkeeper at the time he was uh, in the Rangers and Samaran as well yeah yeah uh, Oh well, I'm sure everybody's. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, everybody's absolutely. The listeners are on the edge of their seat, looking at the, listening to the legends that were relegated with Newcastle. But to bring it back into Leicester, you see my point that, despite having some good players, if it, if you just don't have the momentum, then you know you'll eventually run out of games and you'll find yourself down. So, and it looks like that's what's going to happen to Leicester. Is Danny Simpson in the current Leicester team? No, no, surely not. No, he's just no? Right. he's long since gone. Oh, is he? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see he's gone. Aye, but uh, oh, all right, fair enough. Just because Danny not. Simpson was in this Newcastle like Bristol City, do I go through the Bristol City team of Derek McInnes? <laughs> 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 uh, fair enough. Uh, talking of of Newcastle, though, segue into the top end of the table. They've guaranteed Champions League football for next year. Um, it's almost a year to the day since we did our two early predictions. I was laughed out the room for saying Newcastle would qualify for the Champions well League. And just look at that, finish fourth, 70 points. Um how do we well, how do we rate how do we rate this season? I did see a, I seen an interesting thread on Twitter just saying um talking about how 
salaries, which I think most people know, but 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 salaries are the biggest indicator of success. So almost always, you know, the first the team that win the league have the the biggest wage budget, and it and it's pretty and um, follows the league pretty closely the whole way down. So and that's a good way of of determining success. Now it's unlikely Newcastle have the fourth highest wage budget, but they probably have a sort of top six, top seven uh, wage budget now. So in some ways, maybe not overachieving quite as much as is is being made out. You know, the press are certainly um, singing house praises, but nonetheless, he has done a good job. And and, and Newcastle um, will probably now be able to attract yet another calibre of player higher for next season um, to, to, to kick on again. I think they've nipped in at the right time. They've seen Tottenham, Chelsea... And to a certain extent, Liverpool have uh, down seasons. And I think they've been the purveyors of good fortune rather than... Not to say not that they don't, they don't deserve it, but I think they, they have found their way of playing very quickly. That's uh, shite to watch, to be honest. Um, I think the balls in play the least time at Newcastle games. Um, they love a time waste. Look, there's nothing wrong with it if you can get away with it. But I think it's only going to take you so far. So they do need to improve their team if they want to go next season. Because I think one of the advantages of Newcastle in this campaign has been they've not got any European football to contend with. And it's going to be interesting with Arsenal next season when they've got Champions League football to deal with. And Chelsea might get a free run a bit. Tottenham might get a free run at it to get back into the top four. So I suppose while they're ahead of schedule, and I think they're actually going to run into a lot of problems because they're already up against the financial fair play uh, kind of ceiling. Um, they've got to be smart in their recruitment and how they go about it. But they, need, they obviously need depth. We're obviously talking about <laughs> legends of the past, like Paul Dummett still kicking in the squad. But there's quite a few of those guys who think that they need to move on to a certain extent. But how do you replace them kind of on the cheap? And how do you still maintain your homegrown quote? Quota, but you have to do it with quality as well and that sounds like Anthony Gordon haven't helped them so far so they need to get less of them and more smart yeah. like even Chris even Chris Wood they got okay they got a feedback for Chris Wood but they took a £10 pound loss on Chris Wood for effectively ensuring to stay in the Premier League ahead of Burnley last time out so I, I do think that they've, while they've achieved tremendously well I think the real test of what Newcastle are and will be is uh, next season yeah, I think that's all very fair enough because there is a lot of... Eddie Howe is very good at getting players to overperform. We've seen it at Bournemouth, the fact that players like Adam Smith are still kicking about when they were playing in League One for um, Eddie Howe's Bournemouth. League Two. In League Two even is, is impressive. But there are a lot of players in that Newcastle team that you think will probably struggle at the Champions League level and maybe struggle again. And... There's an element, I suspect, of second season syndrome in a way with this Newcastle side in the, the way that Howe came in. They, they've played, I heard somebody else compare them to a Simeone side and Howe spent a lot of time with Simeone between jobs. So that is probably where that comparison comes from in the way they break the game down and they're very shit housing. But, you know, good managers are going to be wise to that next year much quicker than they were this season. And we did see Newcastle have quite a significant dip after Christmas, um, before they kind of kicked on again, so I think that's that's very fair. But they do still have, uh, you know, long staff, Fabian Shaw, uh, Jacob Murphy, 
uh, among others, Almiron. Almiron had a purple patch in October, and then his yeah, been the, the purplest of purple patches. Aye, the yeah, purplest, the purpliest of purple patches, but has been pretty anonymous since. Even even your sort of Alan Saint Maximans, they probably could do with trying to get some cash for him. Even. Um, to an extent, maybe even somebody like Callum Wilson, who spends seventy-five to eighty percent of the season injured, it might be worth trying to cash in. He's like the fourth it. top scorer in the division, is he not? Is he? Well, he's never I think so. obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously, Harlan Kane, uh, uh, no okay. uh, Tony, and then league in terms of league goals, sorry, uh, yeah. Harlan Kane, uh, Tony, and then it's then it's Wilson. Uh, 18. But you're right. He's played you're 30 right. games, to be fair, which is more you're than right. I thought you're he would You're right, play. though. He's not, he doesn't really seem like a 90 minute man. Yeah. And when you're going at a, a hectic European schedule, then, you know, that you, you can't really can't really afford. He has also scored eight, like of those, eight of those 18 goals in the like, two games. In the last, like, six weeks. Yeah. Against yeah. Everton, Southampton, Leeds. So. That, that, not, not that to take away. He obviously still no, scores no, the goals, no, no. But, but I, I, I get your, I get your point though. Like, like again, like you say, he, he managed to get these players to overperform. So you're, you're both right that the the teams you have expected to be around the top four start of the season, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs have all had pretty pish seasons, um, and and Newcastle have been the best place to take advantage of that, uh, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yes. <laughs> so like, um, like a picture, and it was like Trippier, who's obviously been a big player for Newcastle, and I think I wanted to say, say Bruno, but it was if not Bruno, it was a player of that sort of caliber, and then Longstaff, and it's like, right, you're definitely odd one out because you will be one of the first ones at the door when, when you know, as soon as that Champions League anthem hits, you will be right <laughs> off. Because um, you've got no business being in the Champions League side. Um, Even like a Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne playing left back in the Champions League. That's yeah, mixed. no, yeah. but I mean, look, again, like that was that was the kind of signing they wanted to make to make to jump to that next level. And they're just getting, well, over, overperforming. Um, you can see, you can see Trippier's form sort of falling off a cliff at any moment. Um He's got he's got the old uh, father time to worry about as well. Exactly, yes. So and but but again they do have the likes of Botman, Bruno and you know the likes of Isaac to to sort of fall back on. So And Pope. It's gonna be an interesting and Pope and Pope obviously. Um so it's gonna be an interesting summer for Newcastle in terms of both outgoings and incomings. Quite old as well. Like when you talk about Pope thirty one, okay, for a goalkeeper that's not too elderly, but you know, I mean you're still getting up there Trippier thirty two, like we've talked about Baldum at thirty one, um Fabian Shear thirty one, Dan Byrne thirty one. So I mean that's Burns thirty one. Yeah, I, I can remember he was around remember that uh, famous Moyes versus Fulham game with my night where they stuck in like sixty six crosses and Dan Byrne at six foot seven was heading them all away. Was he? Um, nice. So yeah, he's been he's been around for a long wee while there. Um, like Callum Wilson, thirty one as well. So like a five or six year stand of I'm burning the same age as Callum Wilson. Find that so mind like blowing. A, a, a lot of you, they're still younger than El Nene or uh, yeah. older than El Nene. I quite remember he's a. El Nene's thirty one. How you start burning the same age as El Nene? <laughs> 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 
but like a, like a lot of the teams are already aged and then so you've got to replace or upgrade or even add depth to that as well so I think that's really weird like you said Jamal LaSalle's is kicking in this squad yeah, yeah, I mean, he must be older than El Nene. He's in the he's in the Paul Dummett room. Yeah. Just, just like <laughs> Paul Dummett, Jamal Lascelles, and there are probably a few others you could name me uh, that are all just hiding in a room. Matty Longstaff, just not a bit of janitor's uniforms, right? <laughs> Ryan Fraser just walks everywhere behind Dan Byrne. No, Ryan Fraser is bold as brass that, you know, he's still there yeah. and that he should be on the pitch, the first name in the team sheet, whereas the likes of Paul Dummett and Jamal says like, what the fuck are you playing at? Like, I think, I don't think Paul Dummett's hiding. I think he's just being incredibly nice and incredibly useful all no, the time. Like, he's, just, he's just, tidying just, up the plates just, at dinner. And just, just hiding in plain sight like a transformer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you just did it. Just, he's always so there. If it, just a, if, it was, if it was a film, there'd be a pair of hands the whole way through. So, like when somebody's doing bench press, a pair of hands pull it away. And when somebody's like leaving the gym, you see a pair of hands mopping up behind them, and a wee pair of hands taking the plates away. And that's Paul Dummett. He's just, just a pair of hands extra, that you never know. Just notice. an extra. Yeah. Just an extra. And I don't think, like, Eddie Howe, nor none of the. <laughs> none of the None of the staff, the upper echelons of Newcastle United, have bothered to ask who the fuck is this guy? And hope, why is he always here? I hope he got like a seven-year contract just before. I, that was Steve Bruce's part in deal. Gonna, I'm no, gonna, Paul Dummett I, was signed a new Paul Dummett was the, yeah Hale. recently. Um, why I don't know. Paul Dummett well, under how? Ah, yeah, yeah, under yeah. how? Yeah, ah, yeah, Paul Dummett. Hell. That pair of hands just slipped a contract in front of how, and he also, wasn't paying he is, attention. He is also thirty-one. Um, Matt Target well, as well. Like he yeah. signed for fifteen million. Um, he doesn't get a game. So like on, on May as well. on May twenty second, the fifth of May twenty twenty two. So pretty much a year ago, he signed a new one year contract extension. So he's probably got at least another year to go. I That's would say. incredible. Absolutely, genuinely incredible that he has another year to go. But I wish he, I do wish he had five. That would be nice, and then he that could just he could just plod away. Also, how is he thirty-one? Oh, well, I know he must be because he was in the under 18s team in 09. No, he, but... he won the he won the league cup with Samaritan as well. Yeah, Paul Dummett. Yeah, he was in that team. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, we discussed that. Bigger, yeah. bigger, bigger trophy hole than pretty much most of the. Maybe <laughs> that's why he kept him around because he's a winner. Yeah, he goes yeah. We, we, need, we need winners in this team. Paul, show them your medal. <laughs> He's probably got more medals, like actual major trophies, not like championships and fucking League One titles than Eddie Howe has at this point. Like, oh, we, need, we need winners. He's, uh, he's sadly out of contract this season, though. So. Unless, oh, unless, no. it's a, unless it's a late surge, unless it's a late surge. No, what's it? Is he playing any games? I was hoping for a catastrophic injury crisis that was just Paul Dummett in the starting lineup in the Champions League. <laughs> I've just Googled Paul Dummett and there's a man that's appeared and I've never seen this man before in my life. I've not, I have never, ever seen that face yeah, in my just, life. Paul Dummett's just a name. Anybody can be Paul Dummett. <laughs> <laughs> like in like uh, Kaiser Scozy. <laughs> yeah, in, de- like in Death Race, uh, what's his name? Frankenstein. Just a man. 
Just a mask. He's just a name. No. Anybody can be Paul Dummett. This, um, the, the one game Paul Dummett played was that centre half, right? But this against Tranmere in the EFL Cup. This was the team, though. Carl Darlin goes, Emil Kraft right back, Jamal Lassell's captain, Matt Target left back, Longstaff, I'm not sure which one it is, uh, Matty Longstaff, Joe Willock, Elliot Anderson. Matty Longstaff? Uh, Matty Longstaff played for Newcastle this season. EFL Cup game against Tranmere. <laughs> Matt Ritchie and Chris Wood. It was the fuck, it was the Lost Boys Club. That <laughs> Oh, the bench, even the benches, man. Oh, that's in, that's, that's in, an alter- in an alternative universe, and the side that didn't take over, that's the starting lineup. In the championship where they didn't survive. Paul Dummett doesn't just have a League Cup winner's medal. He set up Stephen Thompson for St. Mirren's second goal. He's got an assist in a cup final. It was a big fish in a small pond when he was playing for St. Mirren. 30, 30 league appearances, two goals, not bad. I'm, I'm telling you, just like in the in the changing room, there's probably not a winner's medal to share amongst that whole entire dressing room because they've never won, fuck all, really. Um, and they all just, Paul, tell us the story of the cup final. Tell us, well, this, it was, uh, I was running down the wing and I see Stephen Thompson in the distance there. I just whip a brilliant ball and both header, goal, winner's medal. Thank you very much. <laughs> they, go, and they just regales them with, with cup final stories. Oh, fucking hell, incredible. Jamal Lascelles is the club captain of Newcastle, the official on paper club aye, captain. Aye. But that, that was pre uh, that was pre how wasn't it? You know what I mean? No, but he's had a summer. Like it's not like he came in and ah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that. Come on, dude. Come <laughs> on, dude. <laughs> you probably have a captain that doesn't play. No, I need to need to. He needs to manage the dressing room, like keep it tidy. I mean, like that. And that he needs a job around the, the place. The coach and but is it being thirty one? Lewis Dunk's thirty one as well. A weird fucking age that everybody <laughs> in the Premier League. They're all El Nene. It's like El Nene is absorbing them and turning them all into El Nene. <laughs> fucking hell! Just looking through all the club captains, and they all play all the time except for Jamal Lascelles. And maybe Joe Worrell, but I think he's just injured, isn't he? Bad uh, shape, but I digress. Oh, no, Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire's club <laughs> captain. <up back. laughs> he's fucking fish. Uh, right, I think we've got quite a lot of content out of Newcastle and former Newcastle. The Paul team. Dummett Show. The Paul Dummett Show. Did we get to the bottom of whether it was a good achievement or not? Did we even answer that? Uh, we, no, yeah, we did. We did okay. quite a fair while ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they've done they've done really well, but, but we're worried about next year. Well, yeah, what, next yeah. year could be more much more of a challenge. Yeah, uh, to be fair, Champions League nights at St James's Park will be cool for the telly. Um, Paul Dummett all enjoy them on the telly as well. Uh, moving on to the rest of the battles for Europe, uh, Brighton played out a thrilling one-one draw against Manchester City on Wednesday night. And CISO. Oh, fabulous! A strike to get you up off your seat! Julio and CISO have never scored a goal at the MX Stadium before. After that, he probably doesn't need to score another one. 
suspect Zerbi will probably disagree <laughs> with that for one of his strikers. It'd be quite nice if he scored another goal. It's a very weird goal. I'm fairly sure he mishits it, but it seems to like just about catch enough of the ball that it um, wiggles into the far right-hand corner because it's not like he's curved it or anything. He's just whacked it. Um, great finish, though. Brighton draw 1-1, guarantees them European football next season. Um, well, guarantees them Europa League football, sorry, next season, um, which is fantastic. We asked Mike, we asked the question last week if they'd been in Europe before. It's been confirmed on every outlet under the sun that this is their first trip into Europe. And if you're a Brighton fan, you'll be absolutely over the moon. This is a, a phenomenal... Well, it's literally the best period in their entire history, and fans now are getting to live that. Like, could you imagine living the best years of your team's entire history? That would be incredible. So well, I'm never going to do that. Aberdeen are not going to win a European no. Cup in my lifetime. <laughs> no, I, I think it's done for the fans. We're not winning Scottish Cups and having European tours anytime soon either. Um, yeah, they're very, very much the broth of the, the, the English football leagues, um, uh, the way that they are going about their best period of time. And I think just the way they've gone about it, like they've got a plan, they execute it, they lose their manager, they lose their um, director of football, and they lose um, chief scout as well. And they don't bat an eyelid, they go, they go again because they've got a succession plan. And arguably, they improve uh, aesthetically wise. Well, I think we talked about last week that they're not quite Potter did leave them in a great situation, in the fact that they were top four, but I guess it was so early in the campaign as well that. This is stating that was perhaps not really the case, but I think what the is they've done tremendously well is, um, even though they lost the best player Cucurella as well, they've they've recruited well, and I think even if you're just a neutral, it's a joy to see a new team uh, competing for European football rather than the same old faces, and the fact that they've done it on something that's like it seems realistic for a lot of clubs to to try and achieve. Right, you need the right people in charge. And you need the right right minds, but that's just smart recruitment. You know, I mean, that's not throwing money at the problem like a, like a Chelsea did. Just thinking, we we'll just buy the whole Brighton model and then we'll just implant it here, and then it'll work. Um, it's a bit more complex than that, but yeah, it's it's a good time I think to be a Brighton fan, of course. And the Zerbies do, doing wonders. And by all accounts, it's Tony Bloom is the reason why Chelsea can't buy the Brighton model because it's. It's all in Tony Bloom's head. It's not really all that much to do with the people. Well, it is obviously to do with the right people in the right places, but the reason there's the right people in the right places doing the right things is because of Tony Bloom and the people around him. Interesting tactic that. Could you buy a club chairman and then just say, well, he's our club chairman now. So could you like say, right, we'll, sign on, we'll sign Tony Bloom from Brighton and we'll give you Todd, Todd Bowley instead? With that, who executes that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one for the the, the uh, offices in pod about it. Maybe can you can you can we trade chairman now and see it, see if that works? Because football seems to be getting that that sort of daft. But yeah, I suppose one to ponder. Well, if Tony Bloom wants to invest his cash in Chelsea, I'm not going to say no. Um, that that's for sure. But and, and he he appeared on Sky Sports yesterday. Um, looks remarkably like friend of the show Keith Ward. Um, very similar demeanor um, about themselves, but yeah, he was on the he was on Sky Sports yesterday. Weird bloke, but I guess somebody that's made his entire career out of gambling on 
um, football using incredibly intricate statistics. It probably was going to be a weird bloke. Um, but interesting to see a chairman go on and do a little interview. And um, yeah, Deserby was on there as well. And um, they very much want to kick on next season. But, but Sheila, they've probably got the same problem Newcastle have, not to be negative, but the same problem Newcastle have in the sense that they're not a squad that are used to playing twice a week, every week. We've sort of seen how that's affected them in the last couple of months, where they sort of fell out of the top four shout, um, and they don't necessarily have the strength and depth that some of the others around them have. And they, they obviously want to avoid, and almost certainly will avoid, doing a Burnley when they finish seventh and then sort of fell away very, very quickly. But they will need to recruit well in the summer to be able to sort of maintain this level. Yeah, well, if there's anybody that's that's going to be able to do it, it will be it will be Brighton. Um, you know, you you are expecting to lose a couple of their bigger players, probably McAllister and Casado will be will be snapped up by somebody, probably Chelsea for an extraordinary amount of money. <laughs> um, or Casado for sure, uh, McAllister probably Liverpool. Um, but Brighton being Brighton, I, I do expect them to, you know, be sensible and distribute that money and, and enough around the team. And that, but that's just the, just to go to show like such a great season that they've had that this like, even in Cisco has kind of come out of nowhere. Matoma was another one where where the, where did they, where did these guys come from? And all of a sudden they'll probably be the linchpins uh, next season. Even even Gilmore. Um, yeah, he's one come of back into well. last innings, he's come back into the side and done and done really well. Um, so Zerbi was interesting. He said, um, "I've made mistakes with uh, Gilmore this season, which was interesting for him to say." But of course, mm. I think it was the first start he had. Maybe not under the Zerbi, but it was one of the first starts that was absolutely electric. So it's good that maybe not everybody's actually frozen out the squad either. That Zerbi's a manager that will give you a chance. Yeah, I mean, again, we. Uh, I was going to say as as pundits there, we're certainly certainly not that. But you know, we don't we don't see really what happens in, in training day in day out. So you know, maybe Gilmore's earned the shot. So it is, it would be good to see not only from a from a Scotland perspective, but like kind of his career's taken a hit with the much maligned spell at Norwich, then bought by Potter and Potter immediately leaves. So it would have been. You know, kind of difficult time for for Gilmore to find out where he's where he sort of fits in. So it's it's good to see him settled back into to a good football inside. So it's probably you know, just needs, kicks on. It probably just it's how long Tony Bloom's um, uh, secret potion takes to kick in because that must be what's going on at Brighton. Because also everybody that leaves Brighton turns out to be pish. Kukarea's pish. Assumers, <laughs> yeah. uh, assumers yeah. pish. Ah uh, well, I don't know. They're all just getting injected. or Basuma, really, to be honest. Um, no, it's down to Tony Bloom not feeding them secret sauce no. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, again, it's like it is a case of you know, big fishes and wee ponds then become wee fishes and big ponds. Um, with regards to the players you've just mentioned, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I actually fancy Brighton to to be closer to their objectives next season, whatever they may be, than I'd do Newcastle, to be perfectly honest with you. Interesting. But if you if you gave me I know that Newcastle have finished obviously higher in the league, but I think if you gave me both teams as they sit now, I would 
probably take Brighton, to be honest. They've yeah, underachieved their metrics as well. I think Leicester and Leeds off the top of my head, but Brighton's the third team and uh, expected points they've underachieved. So we're going back to the old Graham Potter, Brighton to an extent as well. Um, well, they've had so, a couple of mental games, haven't they? That game against Tottenham where they could have won... You know, fifteen nil, and they got beat two one somehow. And it was even, it was, it, even they also lost against Everton. Yeah, so yeah, they do like, with with the Derby style of football. These results are going to happen now and now and again, where you know they they just get smashed. I mean, it's not really like it's not to say the scoreline flatters to deceive, but it doesn't. But like when they try and outscore teams, and it just doesn't work. They just get pummeled themselves. But like, I think. Even like even Guardiola speaks very highly of the Zerbi, mm. um, which is so, usually uh, a terrible thing. Yeah, I right, must, must hate him. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's absolutely pish. He's pish yeah. But um, it's again, it's it's not as good. It's obviously great praise. So um, yeah, I think, as I say, I think I'd rather I'd rather be in Brighton's position right now than the Newcastle. I think it's just just the abundance of wealth that sort of makes things a bit rosier up in Newcastle than Brighton, but as the teams as they stand, I'd take Brighton's every day of the week. Um, Man United also confirmed Champions League football with a 4-1 victory against Chelsea tonight. Um, How do we rate Man United's season? I feel weirdly negative about their season. I know that's probably... Maybe there's a tint of just be feeling negative about everything to do with my game. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I think no, I think the trophy European football secured. Um, and they might, they might oh, have another trophy to add to. Yeah, exactly. They have to. They might have. They might have another trophy to add to that. Mm. Come, you know, season's end. I think what it is is that they got rid of Ronaldo. Yeah, I think what it is they have they have they've had a good season irrespective of the FA Cup final. They win the FA Cup, they've had a brilliant season. I I'm not convinced Ten Hag is as good as is is being made out, probably mainly from Man United fans, or has done as good a job as be as is being made out. No, no, he spent that... an awful awful lot of money on a couple of guys who have generally not worked they don't really have a style i don't i don't enjoy watching them in the way that you do brighton brentford city even newcastle i don't i don't not enjoy newcastle games to be honest they tend to be a bit of fun but i, don't, I wouldn't say i like man united style of play or even hugely know what it is and that might be injuries it might be personnel maybe another close season getting a few more boys that he wants from ajax and Feyenoord, and then suddenly it'll be slightly better but i I wonder if there's an element of you know we're saying Newcastle have have landed fortunate in the way that other teams have had down seasons. I wonder if Man United in a way are the same that they've 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 benefited heavily from their not being strong Liverpool Spurs. They, 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 def- they definitely have considering there's not much of a gap between Liverpool and United mm. really. Like I mean a couple of two or three wins instead of draws or losses for Liverpool all of a sudden Man United are not in the top four anymore um, and as you say considering the amount of money they've spent which would have been a, a disaster really um, no, I think again for Man, for Man United it was just after 
the debacle of last season in Solskjaer and Ranić, um, and then going into the season you had the Ronaldo thing, which I think Ten Hag dealt with superbly well, which I think he deserves a lot of credit for because I wouldn't have fancied Oli or that, or even going a wee bit further back like Mourinho to handle that situation as well as as well as Ten Hag does. So he he has managed the sort of the the drama a lot better than it's predecessors have Definitely. and you do fancy it again it'll be, it'll be a lot about just as much who leaves as opposed to who comes in like Phil Jones is finally away um, you fancy Maguire has has been Surely given enough chance yeah oh, I mean, he's like, got I mean, to go but he's not going to go Southgate's pretty much giving them an ultimatum now like this is your last squad aye whatever whatever Southgate he'll still be there he'll still be there he'll still be there but like and just in terms of I think his contract's probably massive as well so mm. who's going to be wanting to stump up that kind of cash yeah and it um, might have been Leicester but not if they're in the championship to be fair maybe no, Newcastle definitely not maybe Newcastle, maybe Newcastle. really yeah mm. Maybe, 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 uh, we just, uh, we just went through Newcastle's team with Jamal Lascelles yeah. and Fabio Shah. That's true. That's true. But I don't think, you know, even they're not that daft. I mean, they've not, they've not, they've not done anything that daft. And to be fair, they'll have a list of, they'll have a list of 42 cent. 40 people, yeah. So, so I don't think uh, Maguire would be that close to, to number one because he's kind of been shown up for not being at, at that kind of top four level. Um, especially the way that Ten Hag doesn't want to play. So it will be a case of who goes, who leaves as opposed to who comes in. But I'm a big fan of them deciding to tell everyone who their transfer targets are because that always works well, <laughs> you know, when you tell the likes of Daniel Levy and... Uh, Bob Bowley just and, loves signing people that everybody else wants. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a trap, so, that's So that's a trap, yeah. But I, again... Uh, that that particularly like oh we're going to sign this player that player and that player smacks of post post Fergie Man United where there's all a saga that runs on all summer and they don't sign these players until next summer, um, which you know we'll see. We yeah, they, see. they they do have improvements to make, and and I I think there's something to be said for the a lot of the players that have dragged them to this position haven't been the necessarily been the Ten Hag signings either. Anthony hasn't worked. I don't think Anthony ever will work. I think he's a sort of Z-itch at best. Um, and, and and that'll be it. But, you know, Sancho wasn't his. You know, they were after Sancho for a long time, but also hasn't had a great season anyway. Um, Martial was already there. Fernandez was already there. Eriksen was already coming in. Shaw was there. Lindelof was there. Varane was there. Wambasaka, De Gea. You know, it's... I don't know if there's much of his... No, like Casemiro on and, the team, yeah. Cas- Casemiro Martinez. and Martinez would be the two that you like have yeah. actually influenced it in a positive way because both of their introduction have got the best out of Fernandez, um, Varane, Shaw, those types of players that Rashford you could probably throw in there as well to and and like as far as a signing is concerned, Ericsson as well because it provide a much better balance to the team. Um Again, you forget that Pogba left in the summer as well. Is that right? Really in the summer? I made that up. No, last summer, surely. Last summer. No, 
Was it? Really? I honestly can't remember. I'm <laughs> sure Pogba was there last no, season. No, um, it, was, it, was, it was the summer because he's been injured all season, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. been injured all season, lasted two minutes yeah. and he was injured again. So, yeah. um, <laughs> this is his bra in the witchcraft, that's right. <laughs> but the. Yeah, so they have they have managed to sort of shed some of the some of the the players that were that were there. So they'd be hoping to just kind of carry that on and get rid of some jobbers and get some quality. And that's and they'll not worry with the extra every, games. They had the games this year. No, yeah, they played in so much every game. Yeah, yeah, they played in so many competitions. Um, they'll be used to it, but you're just hoping that they're. The signings they make are a bit above, like Veghorst, just into basically fill a jersey type signings. They need the a striker thing, as much yeah. almost as Chelsea do. Yeah. The odd, the odd thing is, like, I think David David Hale won the Golden Glove, didn't he, for most clean sheets? Yeah, um, nice yeah. Like, but the defense has been brutal at times as well. Like, dumped off Liverpool seven, there wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Man City six. Or was it 6 2 uh, Brentford 4 0 towards the start of the season, of course, as well. So, like, they've, they've that's when Harry Maguire was still playing, to be fair. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Funnily enough, a lot of the times that he has come in for criticism is <laughs> when Harry Maguire has also been playing. Um, but that's kind of maybe Ten Hag's stubbornness, like, trying to play it from the back when you've got a goalkeeper who's not exactly renowned for his passing and uh, <laughs> and a centre-back who's, you know, cannot do that. Like, it's good for heading the ball away and that's it. I, I, um, I think I think the other thing is just, like, I think Ten Hag does need credit because, like I said, he inherited a shit show for numerous years and he's ironed out a lot of the same players as we've just discussed there and still got them into the top four. I think Liverpool um, should have been the team in the top four at their expense, but there you go. That's that's this league season that United have just done enough. Uh, obviously, just squeaked out enough clean sheets. Maybe if Trent went to centre mid um, more more recently than they had done, then Liverpool could have uh, p- uh, pipped them. But there you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Indeed, the only positions left to play for, really, uh, other than relegation, are Villa. Spurs and Brentford. Are we just glossing over the Chelsea I Yeah, we don't need to do them. We'll do well. I said we would do all the teams that are that, that are in that weird middle bit next week, and that's exactly where Chelsea are. So we can do <laughs> we can do weird middle bit Chelsea next week. Uh, I really, really don't have the bandwidth to discuss Chelsea right now. Uh, Villa, Spurs, Brentford all fighting it out for that final conference place. I am fairly confident. Spurs are chucking it, absolutely chucking it. They're like, we don't want a piece of the Europa League or the Conference League. Please give us midweeks off. Does, does the last eight weeks give you that impression, Jimmy? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 pretty much, mate. Um, where they, how have they done? Loss, loss, win, loss, draw, loss, loss. Yeah, so um, could be could be Hurricane Glass last game. Do you think he would want to go out on a loss? Uh, I'd, yes. Yeah, I don't think he... I, I think even if he wants to go out in a win, he doesn't, he doesn't give care. a shit. He's yeah. long since given up. Like, I don't care. Just get me out of here. Where do he's we... going to score 30 goals and nobody gives a single fuck. Ah, that's that. mental. He's going to have a th- his best ever Premier League season and it's not on anybody's radar. It's on our radar. It's, it's, very, it's, it's, it's very Harry Kane. It's part nah, of the yeah, yeah. Harry Kane. Does well, really well, but 
ultimately counts for fuck all. Fuck all, yeah, because your team are pissing <laughs> Erling Haaland's here now, so nobody cares about you anymore. And you might hold the I record. I don't want to play with you anymore. Just yeah. in the bin. In the bin with the rest of the toys. Uh, where do you think he goes? Do you think he goes to United? Yeah. 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 I don't think he's keen on... Do you know why? Do you know the best place that the best place that Harry Kane could go would be Bayern Munich. Yeah, he's probably definitely going to win at least one trophy before he retires. I think if he goes well, to United, he still might win nothing. So I don't know. My uh, Bayern Munich are fucking this uh, league for themselves as well. Yeah, so. I know, but that's this is just you fancy this is just a one-off, and then next year they'll be able to. So. And at Champions least League. at least at least yeah. two years, yeah. So they're going to regularly qualify the Champions League. If if Harry if if I were Harry Kane, I would not be moving to Man United to increase my trophy haul, as it were. I'd be going to. He's too. I think he's. Bayern. I think he's obsessed with records. I think. Oh, I, I saw got Jimmy. You got Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you? <laughs> yeah. So would you? But I just think he. No, no, I don't know. No, no, I wouldn't be at all. I'd be interested in trophies and success and winning. She likes a kind of player. I'd be <laughs> trophies Harry and success Kane. and winning. Harry Kane is not interested in winning. Harry Kane doesn't give a fuck about trophies or success or winning. He gives a fuck about beating Alan Shearer. No, I mean, having, having said that, like he obviously he did try to engineer a move not too long mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And he got another couple of years added on to his sentence for, for his troubles. Um, Crazy to think that, that he was on the golf course with Gary Neville saying, I'm going to play for Man City uh, and Kevin De Bruyne's going to put crosses into me and I'll score 35 goals. And they they didn't, and now Haaland's there doing exactly... That must be sickening for Kane to watch the goals he's banging in thinking that should be me. He would have been perfect for a Man City team. Absolutely perfect. But, oh well, (laughs) poor Harry. Yeah, Uh, poor Harry. He could go to Chelsea, Poch. What's the one thing, Talk, talk about <laughs> it, out of the frying pan and the fire, fucking hell. No, Chelsea will be a different animal next year. Chelsea will be right back in yeah, the Champions League. Probably worse. Probably worse. Worse. <laughs> worse. Right, They're 12. Not, they can't no, get you're, much you're right, worse. You, you're right. They probably will be worse. Maybe 11. But uh, no. Uh, There's just a, such a, a rebuild to be done there. It's not a rebuild at all. They just it's need a rebuild. That is no rebuild. There's, there's they need, basically like they've them. got a house with too many rooms. They've got a five bedroom house. They uh, need a three bedroom house. All they need to do is close off two of the rooms and just work in their three bedroom house, and it'll be delightful. They'll be one of those rooms. Got, they've got so, so so many players to Mudrick. No, Mudrick. Mudrick is a perfect Poch player. Poch <laughs> is going to have him. Uh, do you know singing. that? Or do you hope that? I know, I know, Mike. I know it for <laughs> certain. Who do, who, do, who, do, who do they get up, up front as a striker? Okay. Again, I thought we were discussing Chelsea. Thanks, yeah. but yeah, we are. But, Sorry, back to Man United. Man United. <laughs> uh, no Spurs. We're talking Spurs. about Spurs. Spurs. Uh, Spurs are shite. Spurs are tatties. Villa. Uh, we'll do Villa and Brentford next week as well. We'll do a proper like team by team run through next week. Well, we'll know. We'll know next week where Villa if they hold on to their. Europe yeah, exactly, and, and and it'd be more appropriate to talk about them when we do know that, and we can give each team a rating, and we can do the thing I'm excited for, which is our two early predictions again, because they seem to be the ones that I do all right at, rather than the predictions we did at the start of the season where I said Chelsea would finish above Liverpool. I did say Liverpool wouldn't qualify for the Champions League, but I did say that Chelsea would finish second, um, wow. and. Uh, They've they've miraculously they have got a two in the position they finished. It's just <laughs> got a one before it. Um, 
Yeah, I think that'll anything else, anything else burning you boys. I can't believe, I can't believe we've we've got through an entire podcast and not mentioned the fact that Aberdeen call I've got European football. No, like, I, I didn't. Sort of said length. I said it in the intro, but like I said it in the intro because I thought I got the impression from Mike's intro that he he just really didn't want me to talk I'm about sure, the fact that I'm sick of my and I hope that Cali Thistle will win the uh, Scottish Cup. Oh fuck off! Have to play Club <laughs> <on Bruges>. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Club Bruges. No, Ronnie Dyla's Club Bruges. No, I can't wait for them to qualify for Europe and get drawn against Brighton and they get to go like instead of a European tour it's oh, that, like, yeah that, the year that we got train. Burnley and we were uh, yeah. Yeah, the year we got Burnley in our but at least way. you know you're you're sort of definitely guaranteed well again provided Inverness don't do the unthinkable but and it wouldn't be the first time that they have but uh, at least you're guaranteed sort of group no group Super Cali are not going ballistic it's but yeah, I think well right, if you didn't want to talk about Aberdeen or Mike doesn't want to talk about Aberdeen can we talk about the United yeah, well, I want to talk about Aberdeen because I did want to point out the so somebody's done some work on our potential playoff opponents for the Europa League. So on the assumption that Celtic do win the Scottish Cup and Aberdeen, Aberdeen, by the way, how have we finished third? That's the actually mental. The league shite. It's like last season when Dundee Knight finished fourth. Um, yeah. We thought they were good when they actually thought they were shite. <laughs> and it's like if every team's shite, sometimes you get lucky. There was a, that, that amazing interview with the Hearts chairman before Christmas as well, where he said, it's really boring at the start of the season going into it, knowing that you're going to finish third. We need some competition from other teams in the league to make it a challenge. It's Hearts just going to bite you nuts. It's just going to bite you yeah, nuts. Don't yeah, I definitely. Don't say shit like that. Don't tell fate because they could finish fifth if they lose on Yeah, yeah exactly. And, fifth, and so. they, they've only finished above Aberdeen once in the last 11 seasons. Once. And relegated and, twice. And, that, and relegated mm-hmm. twice, yeah. And that was last season. It's the only time they've finished above us since uh, 2012. And they've been relegated twice in that time. So that was a fucking stupid thing for them to say, generally. Um, but yeah, and the fact that Hibs could finish above them, which would be hilarious. Hilarious, but I can't believe Lee Johnson could finish fourth and get a team no. in Europe. That is no. mind-blowing. How that man is still in a job is mental. I like that he might be slightly successful. The only benefit about Hibs finishing fourth with Lee Johnson is it means Lee Johnson will be there next year. So at least they know Aberdeen will finish above Hibs, um, irrespective of what else happens in the league. But some potential playoff opponents, Slavia Prague, uh, PAOK, Servet from Switzerland, Astana, Maccabi Haifa, uh, Zalgris, Vilnius, uh, Helsinki and Flora Tallinn. Uh, very few holiday destinations in that you'd list. Won, uh, Prague's all right. Yeah, Prague, Prague, yeah. You'd, so won you'd won the Lithuanian team if you want to go through. Um, Lithuanian football is pish. Uh, <laughs> and now, all the money, all the money. Well, all our listeners in Lithuania. That would be too busy watching basketball. We're done in Lithuania. We're too busy watching basketball. But uh, no, it, since the money. Um, came out of Lithuania with uh, like Romanov and stuff like that. The, the league's been ties. I think they're ranked closer to San Marino as a nation than they are to Scotland these days. Wow. Um, so you. So we won. So there's a high chance Zalgiris Vilnius might not even get that far. Because I think this. Was, yeah. I think this is based on them beating somebody in the round. Um, Dovrelin signed a Lithuanian boy at centre half, and he was all right. But this was in this is in the championship. So and this boy had only this boy only had three caps for Lithuania. Who's I can't what, was, what was his name? Vitus uh, Gasputus. Vitus. Well, of course yeah. it was Vitus Gasputus. 
Put this way, he looked, he looked electric in the Lithuanian leagues, which is all you need to know. <laughs> he looked electric. It wasn't electric here. Definitely not. Definitely no, so not, not electric. He's not a Europa League. If Aberdeen could win a Europa League playoff, that would be huge. That would be absolutely huge because then, uh, well, the money is obviously um, massive and well, pretty much double what it is in the conference, but better chance of getting a good away day. Um, because I am definitely going to go to one or two of the away days and I, have, I can avoid, not because there's anything wrong with these countries, just because they're really far away, and I can avoid having to go to Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan and Israel, that would be good. Uh, when we played Kaira Almaty, I'm fairly sure uh, Almaty is further away than Mumbai, which is absolutely yeah. mental for a Europa <laughs> League game. You have to go further, further away than India and like further away than bits of China. Right, literally the other side of the world, like four and a half thousand miles away. Um, so yeah, if we could, if I could avoid that, that would be good. Um, and Hearts got got to go to Florence, so surely they'll chuck somewhere Florence, good. Florence, what was it? Florence, Istanbul, and that's what escapes me actually. It, it was. No, it, they were called uh, like it was a Belarus or something. Nah, no, fucking hell, it's not oh, Belarus. It was no, it was no uh, Riga. Was it no Riga? Riga. No, it wasn't Riga. Nah, it wasn't Riga. It was was... Not, I thought it was a Latvian team that they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. No, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Blue, Latvia, it was, yeah. The blue badge, and they were called like... It was definitely, they, definitely, yeah. Uh... Like RK or something like that. No, it was definitely probably, probably a Riga, Latvian, Latvian team or something like that. <laughs> but Riga, Dalgalva Riga is the Riga team. Surely there's not more than one Riga team. Um, There could be more than one Riga team. <laughs> There's fucking four. There's four Edinburgh teams in the SPFL in there. Of course, there's going to be one. Oh, I saw that is because Spartans. That's met four Edinburgh teams. It's like half a million people in Edinburgh. That is wild. Um, uh, how does how does it feel about having the uh, Derry McInnes part two in the dugout though? Like that's going to be for my Barry Robson. Ba- oh, Barry Robson's full on Derek part. I love it. I love Derek. Derek was great. Now we've got Derek part two. You wanted Derek. Out. Barry Robson's more. Barry Robson's better looking than that. That was the uh, pretty good one. RFS. They are Latvian. RFS. And they are from Riga. They are from Riga. Yeah, there you go. Riga football soccer. I'm sure that's what it stands for. They took over Skonto Riga um, after they went bust. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go through? (laughs) Should we go through teams? From ten years ago, from Riga, or yeah, the squad have a look. That's a very niche, very niche and pod, podcast. Thing. The when Aberdeen played Kaira Almaty, they uh, they did have Anatoly Timoshuk at the time, um, which was interesting. And then they had this uh, Kazakh boy that I'd never heard of, and I've never heard of him again since. Who is probably the best player I've seen at Bitodri. He was absolutely incredible. Scored a worldie in both games as well. Phenomenal player had like fifty caps for Kazakhstan or something. Um, yeah, just goes to show the world, the footballing world is a big bad place. But fortunately, Aberdeen have got big bad Barry Robson, uh, which will drive them to six. I can see us winning the Europa League, honestly. <laughs> well, the way we're playing at the moment. That's definitely a claim, isn't it? Yeah, the way we're playing at the moment. Um, Come on, man, that's a bit ludicrous. Is uh, the Darvel beating Aberdeen or something like that? <laughs> Well, that happened, didn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's my point. <laughs> yeah. Well, we beat we've beat in the last two games against Rangers. We'd have knocked them out on uh, aggregate, and they got to the Europa League final last year. So that means we're better than Europa League finalists, which surely means we're Europa League winners. 
No, because Darv will beat you, so they're, they're <laughs> yeah. the winners. They're the winners. <laughs> and then Darv got beat by the team that were bottom, so then they're the winners. Uh, no, I think I think we can not embarrass ourselves though, which which would be nice and get some good European nights at Petodre and get me a nice away trip. Are one of the Berlin teams going to be in the Europa League? Union? Are they going to no, get? No, they'll the be Champions four? League. Ah, that's Champions annoying. League. Wouldn't have minded a wee trip to Berlin. That'd be nice. What about eighteen? Well, if you make it through Munich? the maybe if you make it through the group stages. Oh, I actually. Yeah, and get them in the knockout when they come down from the Champions League. And then when we win the Europa League and we're in the Champions League next year, then we could get all sorts of exciting teams. Um, we could go to Villarreal. <laughs> Nearly the exciting teams <laughs> in the first one you pick hey. is Villarreal. Same size as Stuff Same Jamie wants to go to Spanish Stuff Spanish Stuff that's exactly what I want. I want to feel like I'm at home, but that it's sunny and the beer's a bit better. Um, I think I think now I think we're really done. I think we're we're super done. Well, uh, I, know yeah, done. I know it's a late one, but you don't want to talk about um, Goodwin. Goodwin. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should talk about Dundee United going down, down. Although they're not actually down, down technically yet, are they? But do they? They need They need to win and an eight goal swing in their favour because they're yeah, what eight goals behind. Yeah, need they to be Ross County four 0 then. All right. Are they playing Ross County? Yeah. No, oh. no, Kelly Kelly are playing North County. Oh, are they sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. so who, who effectively they, they could they could uh, the D United have got Motherwell oh, away. Motherwell got beat. So, so they could beat Motherwell nine nil and Ross County they, lose one nil and not be comfortable. I think so. Kevin Van Veen's got to score again, so they need Ke- to there's one. chat of Aberdeen signing Kevin Van Veen, which would be nice because he always scores against us. So that would be at least stop him doing that. Uh, and we've just signed uh Nicky, is it Nicky Devlin? From Livingston, yeah, he's he's actually that's a good signing. It is a good signing because we need a right back because Jaden Richardson's not a footballer. Never mind a right back. Van Dien's <laughs> fine, but you 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 always do this with like you sign like yeah you sign other the teams' players. best players. You sign the no Motherwell's best Celtic player. Celtic Rangers don't want. It's got uh, me. Stevie May, Stevie May written all over it. Yeah, we signed Stevie May. We signed Paul Quinn from Ross County when he was captain. Oh yeah, Gra- yeah, Graham Shinney when he was captain. Johnny Hayes, when he was Inverness's best player. Um, Curtis Main. That went fucking terribly. Uh, oh, there's loads. There's so many that we've... Uh, Adam Rooney, when Cali really wanted him back after he was good at Cali and went down yeah. south for six months. Um, and we, we nipped in and took him instead. Mark Reynolds, when he was... You're no um, worse than the old firm. No, Just no. Taking, we're taking we're nowhere near as bad as the old firm. At least taking they play. The 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 issue with the old firm was that for a long time they were doing it and then the boys weren't even playing, which was um shy. I see Scott Wright's away. Interesting to see where he goes. Um Greg, friend of the show, was convinced he wouldn't be able to sign for Ross County when he left Aberdeen. So he's done well to get a few seasons of Rangers uh, under his belt. Hmm. Um, Europe League finalist, Scott Wright. Yeah, yeah. Get fuck all for that though, let's be honest. Um <laughs> So yeah, he might go to championship as an English championship, but I'd be be stunned if he ended up at Dunfermline. But you never know. I suppose he almost to. did once uh, when he was at Dundee. Who almost loaned him by Bentier United. Scott Wright. Yeah, he was at Dundee. No, sorry, sorry, he got loaned to Dundee. Oh, loaned to Dundee. I, was to Dundee. Was a, I thought yeah. he was one of our youths. But yeah, Dundee United had uh, fallen a long way since there. What was it, a 1-0 win against EZ Alkmaar? EZ Alkmaar, yeah. <laughs> and then they released a shirt and a print and a 
famous day only to get pumped 7 0 in the away leg and it's all gone downhill. How many managers have they had? Three. 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 Fox, one of them. Yeah. yeah. Who's now a coach at Aberdeen? Yeah, yeah. He's he's the youth coach. Yeah. Fuck with Yeah, because uh, Goodwin sort of shamed him, if you like, and his apology to the fans where he also, <laughs> also the, was it, is that me. Uh, Jack Ross and William Fox, you know, we all take our sort of part in this. Like Jack Ross was sacked after seven games, so <laughs> still on our 31 to go to try and turn it around, even though they were bottom at that time. But, um, some front for your man there to blame other managers that had long <laughs> since left. <laughs> <laughs> and you came in with more than enough time to fix it as well. He won, he won three games in a row recently, and he's lost every game since the split. That's what's fucked him. Um, but it's just it's, 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 it's purely, well, aye, but it's it's a purely balanced side. There is good players there, but it's just it's so purely balanced. The goalkeeper's yeah. horrific. Aye, oh, horrific. A boy put a thread up on Twitter of the goalie. Like all the shockers he's had since he and he won Australia's what player of the year last year yeah, or something. Goalkeeper of the year back to back seasons, which shows you like players in us, players in Australia. Like uh, I don't give a fuck about that league. It must be pish if that's the best goalkeeper by the fucking holy shit. Right, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they wonder, you... Jason, Jason Cummins scores twenty goals a season out there. Yeah, yeah their goalies must have like hooks for hands or something. <laughs> the goal that was it this weekend when he like ran out to the edge of the box. No, and... that was uh, the the young goal, the young goalkeeper that got oh, was he did to the fucking game Jack Newman who was on loan at Peter Head. He's already got PTSD from the, that fucking disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, poor boy. How do you? How are their chances next season, Mike? If they go down, well, when they go down, it, it depends how they they, they do too. Because Dundee United fucked this last time; they spent four seasons trying to get out of it. Uh, it'll be interesting at the top. It depends if Partick Thistle um, in the playoffs go up and relegates Saros County, and Uncle Roy will mm. have a better throw of it. If Balky stays, you'd probably favour them to come back up straight away, as they've done in the past. But it's done. It depends what Mark Ogren does. He's already spent millions on this team. Spent millions again. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. But I, I'd and you've got Queens Park still in the league as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as optimistic as, as some about them. Um, but, uh, but Doug Feller obviously came back. You'd expect them to finish in the top half. Inverness maybe if they, they look good and keep the remainder of the squad. Um, so it just it just depends who's their competition. Um, so like I wouldn't think the would be challenging for the title, but I think they'd be challenging for a top four spot. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But I really want the Pars to come up. Aberdeen haven't played the Pars for so long. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve or twenty eleven. Yeah, we had not. We had. Uh, we not left long hard left high school the last time. That was, was that the three three game? Yeah, no. No. I don't. I don't think, I thought. I thought it was the League Cup game with Josh McGuinness or something scored in the last oh, minute. Oh yeah, after yeah, yeah. Dunfermline dominated like a, a good majority of the match. I think it was Craig Broom still the match. No, no. You, you know what? You're right because we played the three-three game, and then the next the next season mm. we we started off the the championship we campaign really well. This was before the the like the financial mm. shit hit the fan. And then, yeah, like Mike says, we played you in a cup game. Played Josh really McGinnis. well, but still lost. That 3-3 game was mental. You were 3-1 up. And then yeah. 
Uh, oh, what was his name? I wanted to say Yeri Mina, but it wasn't Yeri Mina. But it, it was our Yeri Mina. It was a... Uh, oh, fuck, I can't mind his name. Massive. Scott Vernon. Scott Vernon. Uh, Josh Parker. Um... No, it wasn't Josh Parker. He was a good few years later. No, it was a defender. It was a centre-back. It scored. But then, uh, in the da- after we equalised the goal... Uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? That's really going to annoy me. Uh, after we got to go 3-3, Ryan Jack hit the post as well. We should have won 4-3. It was an absolute sitter. Um, and we had a goalie in who was on loan from Man City and he was fucking Oh, the Pharaoh boy. Was yeah. Because one of them right. farmland goals was a one-on-one and he ran out to about 40 yards out. And then when the boy took the shot, he dived. And you're like, what's he? Like, I'm, I'm glad you didn't save it, you lunatic. <laughs> 40 yards out, why are you throwing your hands at it? <laughs> unfortunately, it went... Uh, the 3-3 I've got down here, it uh, was Constantine, a Keddie on goal and McGuinness. That scored them. Keddie on goal. Talking about PTSD. Maybe it was... Maybe it was you think it's Yoma that's it. Sounds a bit like Yeri Mina. Yoma Wilney. It's the same initials. This Aberdeen team is fucking rotten as well. Oh, yeah. He's stinking. Isaac Osborne and Robert Milson. Who the fuck are they? Oh, Rob Milson. Osborne. Was Osborne was a no bad player, wasn't he? Isaac Osborne was just a nutter. He was hard as nails, which was good fun to watch. Rob Milson, when he first arrived, looked like he was going to be shit hot. Uh, And then he got a really, really bad injury, and he was never really the same again. But loved the Cruyff turn in the middle of the park, Rob Milson. You you know, that Aberdeen... if that Aberdeen team rotten, don't read out the power lineup. <laughs> no, no, in fact, do it for the last because it's pretty The uh, Dewey Potter Kenny. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a back three, not, man. Not, 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 not <laughs> a great start, to be honest. Paul Willis. Paul Willis. Willis Mason Carlton. Paul Burns. David Graham. Paddy Boyle. Andy Kirk. Andy Barman. Uh, so there's. there's Andy uh, Barman. There's some some lights in there, but um, Andy Barrowman was, was alright, was he not? I was good. I was good. Andy Barrowman, wasn't he? The kind of uh, uh, Andy I, I probably, if I was being brutally honest, I'd say he's probably a bit out of his depth in the in the the top division. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As as most most of that squad is, to be honest. But in fact, so what's the Aberdeen team of the same of the same game? David Gonzalez, Chris Clark, Constantine, Moene. Foster Captain, Jack, uh, Ryan Jack, Osborne, Milson, Five McGuinness, and Rory Fallon. Rory Fallon scored a stunning goal at Hamden when we got beat 2 1 by Hebs. One goal of the season. Like, brings it, it's very uh, Peter Crouch, but from the middle of the box, brings it down on his chest and like volleys it over his head into the top corner. Um, world that we had. Um, uh, who was our other goalie that season? Was it Scott Brown on the bench? Or, yeah, it was yeah, actually. Scott Brown. Yeah. yeah, He was fucking gubbins as well. Um, interesting to see how Dan Fermland do next year. I, 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 I'm I, going to back them to win the league on my start of the season coupon. Yeah, uh, I just I think their defensive solidity is going to be really useful if they can maintain yeah. that next season. Well, I need a new goalkeeper, so uh, that's, a, that's a start, so. Uh, you can have one of ours if you want. We've got um, we've got loads kicking about at the moment. We have Joe <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> we did. We've got Jay Gorter who looked brilliant 
But it's only on loan and he isn't getting a game, so he's not going to stick around, which is a shame. Keller Roos, you can't have him because he's he's going to stay. But you can have Joe Lewis if you want. Joe Lewis would... What? Wouldn't be the worst shout, to be fair. Joe Lewis in the championship would be would be brilliant. Um, commanding. Big lad. Good at saving shots. What more do you want? Yeah, you're so I think, so I think there's, there's a lot of hope that, that Mehmet will, will stay. Apparently, he's on the packet though as well. Who's he on loan for? He's not on loan. He's not on loan. He's been a backup goalkeeper always, always puff until this season. But apparently, he's on upwards of a grand a week at Dumfrieland. There are people listening to us going, like, that doesn't sound very much like that's fucking. That's the upper, upper, <laughs> upper echelons of Dunfermline's wage structure. Do you know? Do you know whose fault that is? That he's getting that much money though. Dundee United. That's what he was. That's what he was last time on the bench. Probably two, probably two grand a week. Fucking hell. Bastard Peter Grant. I'm telling you, that's whose fault that is. Well, as I, that's true. He did bring him in. You'll be able to laugh at him. You can all laugh at Peter Grant when you're in the Premier League 24-25 season uh, when we're hitting episode 200 of the podcast and. It's pars every week instead of Aberdeen because uh, we're all bored of Aberdeen winning the league in the Europa yeah, League. Were we finished then? Yeah. When was the last time that happened? We are uh, 1960. <laughs> no. you, you got to the, you finished third no, or fourth finished, in the early think, 2000s. Uh, look, fourth yeah, in 2005. Fourth, 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 fourth. Yeah. And we got to, we got to, well, we got to like the UEFA Cup as it was still called at the time. Um, third, third was this, uh, no behave. No. <laughs> we got put out by Icelandic milkman. Yeah, the was David. David Hay was manager of that day, was he not? That mm, yeah, because that was Calderwood. Calderwood was at Aberdeen uh, that season. Because right, um, he, he got pinched, they got pinched there, just like the Aberdeen did. Pinched, pinched the best player, pinched the manager. Yeah, they ripped the arse out of our squad. Um, and we did. We took. Like, uh, I think Barry Nicholson's still there. Barry Nick. Barry Nicholson. No, we took him. He was one of our first signings when Goldie came in. Like our best player pinched. We took a lot. We took. We took Nicholson. We took Stilly. We ended up with Brewster. Dempsey, Dempsey, Crawford, Crawford yeah. yeah, yeah. So I yeah. uh, half of our team moved to Aberdeen, um, and we were oh, left with David, David Hay and Jobbers. I spoke to Gary Dempsey when he was in Iceland once on the phone because uh, Craig McCallum just bumped into him in Iceland and so called him so I could speak to him. I remember it being a really awkward sort of thirty seconds of all right, all right, Gary, I'm an Aberdeen fan. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure, uh, sure. bumps into a random footballer right now. <laughs> he just phones someone that a loose connection with you. Like if you go to phone phone of the Perlman supporter, like, I don't think Gary Dempsey has heard of much much affinity in Aberdeen. Pretty sure. Oh no, this was when he was there. This was like at the oh, time. Oh, when he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, he's not. Oh, you mean Iceland, as in the shop? No, you mean the country? <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine Craig bumped into him in Iceland the country. No, no. <laughs> that sounds like a bit less tin pot than he was doing his, his no, shopping. No, he was shopping in Iceland. In Iceland, of all places. In oh, Dunfermline as well. In Dunfermline. And Craig bumped into him and called me and we put him on the phone. 
Uh, and he'd scored that day, so I said, well done for him scoring. No, I don't think... I wouldn't say Gary Dempsey's held in any bader place in Aberdeen. I think oh, no, no, Check his tweets. No. Check his tweets. <sighs> Um, yeah, I've heard he's, he's a bad these his, days. His, his tweets are interesting these days. Oh, are they? Oh, um, is, he a, uh, the, is he a big the, Andrew Tater? No, he, well, he likes the conspiracy theories for that. Oh, he's like, he believes in the Matrix. Definitely on that moment. <laughs> we've, we've extended this pod by about 40 minutes talking absolute pish. So even if <laughs> Sheila can think of something else that we should be talking about now, it's, I'm out, I'm it's out. done. Like, it's <laughs> done. It's going into next week. Uh, that was a pleasure. Next week we'll do an end of season roundup, um, and then we'll do our two soon predictions. Week Maybe after that, Dempsey tweets as well. Yeah. <laughs> week after that, we'll have the FA Cup and Champions League final. Are they both the same weekend? That can't be right because City are in both. Uh, no, week after we'll have the FA Cup. Week after yep. that, we'll have the Champions League, and within them, we'll do our late kickoffs. After probably after the FA Cup, we'll do late kickoffs, the awards, and then after the Champions League, we'll do the end of season quiz, and then that will be us uh, until at least one summer special when we do how to fix Scottish football. That might need to be a part one, part two uh, job because I could also see the panel being about fifteen deep. Um, with all the people that want to contribute to that so at least a one or two uh, summer specials to look forward to as well but that is everything this week Sheila, thank you very much You're welcome Mike, thank you very much Yes, you're welcome Speak to you both next week <laughs>